Welcome to the You Belong podcast put on by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Braden, your host. So excited to be here on the second episode. Just want to quickly shout out everybody who tuned in, listened, watched, uh, whatever you did on Apple or Spotify or the YouTube, our first episode. So thankful for everybody that that listened. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was uh, encouraging. And we're going to get into episode two now. I'm really excited for where the podcast is going. We're going to be able to cover a lot of conversations and topics that I feel like are very relevant to young adults. And so let's get into it. We're going to continue the conversation of community that me and Pastor Ryan started on the last episode, and we're going to be talking about being alone versus being around a community, because I think it's very important that we are around a community. We talked about it in the previous episode a little bit. Uh, We were designed to do life with others. God made us to be around other people. He did not design us to be self-sufficient or doing things on our own, by ourselves. He designed us to be dependent on Him and dependent on others around us. In Genesis 2.18, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So we see there way back thousands of years ago, whenever God created the first people, that he gave Eve to Adam. And he said, It is good now that he has a helper with him. He, he made her to help Adam to be with each other in the garden so that they could do things together. And they were not alone. And so if they needed that, then who's to say that we don't need people as well? And we, we see that in the Word. God said, it is not good to be alone, and he made a helper. So we need helpers in our life, whether that be a husband or a wife, or it's to be with friendships, mentors, whatever it is. We need people in our life. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 14 through 21 and 25 through 27, uh, there's a conversation, uh, an analogy that I really like that is going to really help paint the picture of the community aspect. So I'm going to read that. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verses 14 through 21. It says, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Verse 25, it says, This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. Verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Considering this analogy of the body, if I'm just a hand in the body of Christ, how in the world do I think I'm going to get through life successfully or just or just get through life? I won't be able to do what a foot can do, what an eye can do, what legs can do, what the heart can do. There's so many different parts of the body, and the body needs all those parts in order to function. And in that same way, the body of Christ needs all the different parts of the body to to thrive and to keep going. 
all people have different things to offer. All people have different things to offer. Some people have wisdom. You know, there's there's people that are older that have lived more life. Have the relationship with Jesus has been a lot longer, and they just have a lot of wisdom to offer. Some people are encouragers. Some people just naturally are able to bring people, you know, out of the dumps. Somebody's down, down bad. An encourager can bring them up and and bring that, you know, that light back into their to their day. Uh, people sometimes are just joyful. You know, that person that is just always happy. They're waking up at 6 a.m. and they got a smile on their face before they even have coffee. Yeah, that those people have joy to give. Some people have a natural ability to lead. Leadership is a spiritual gift, and a lot of us need that leadership in our life. And so look for that leadership. Some people are naturally helpful, serve service-oriented. People are ready to help. You know, people, lots of people, you know, moving. Um, I had the, the privilege of helping a friend move the other day. And, you know, it's it's just that being being there to help when that person is needed. And some people are just natural to that. You know, people in the medical field, especially like nurses, they're, they have that help helpful like helpfulness inside of them. They're ready to do that whenever. Um, some people are very consistent. Um, they're just always there. You know, that friend that is always checking up on you or the person that's always asking to hang out. They're intentional. They're consistent. You know, we, we all need all these people in our lives. Because everybody has that thing to offer that that people need. And so if I struggle with, you know, being depressed, sad all the time, whatever it is, I'm just down in the dumps all the time and I'm dealing with that, I'm going to surround myself with encouragers. That way they'll recognize when I'm down, when I'm not responding to text messages, whatever it is, they're able to encourage me and bring me out of that, that portion, you know, of the day. Or maybe it's a whole day, maybe it's a week, but encouragers will be able to bring me out of that say I struggle with you know making decisions I'm always making mistakes Um, I got big decisions in front of me and I feel like I'm just making the wrong choices every time what I what should I do I should put someone in my life that has wisdom I should get someone with the wisdom around me you know somebody who's who's older maybe it's a parent a pastor a mentor just somebody who's lived longer than me experienced more life than me Get them around, you know, yourself, and they'll be able to speak into your life on those big decisions. You know, whether that's maybe you've got a boyfriend, girlfriend, you're looking to get married. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a school. Maybe you're looking to change schools. Maybe you're thinking about, like, going back to school. Maybe you're thinking about changing careers or, or changing jobs. You need somebody in your life with that wisdom in order to point you in the right direction so that we're not making those wrong decisions. If I struggle with alcohol, if alcoholism is a, a struggle in my life and I want to stop it, you know, but I'm in a cycle of maybe a couple weeks I'm doing good, but then I go out, get drunk, and then it continues to cycle. Now I'm getting drunk every night for a couple weeks. And it's just a continuous cycle. Alcohol is a problem, but I want to stop it. I need to get somebody who is intentional and consistent in my life to help me stop. I need somebody intentional who's always going to be asking me, you know, where I'm going or, or what I'm doing, you know, to make sure that alcohol is not going to be there or it's I'm not going to get alcohol, whatever it is. They need to be consistent every day. They need to be able to have that honesty with you 
and that vulnerability to ask you those questions and you have to be honest with them in order to to stop but you know people with addictions with with alcohol drugs sex whatever it is these different addictions you can't really just stop on your own you know you need the power of the holy spirit but you also need people around you who have faith in jesus and care about you and care about your well-being and getting out of that addiction and so you need somebody who is intentional and consistent somebody who's not going to ask you you know every other week like hey how you doing no you need somebody every day who's going to be persistent in asking what you're doing how's it going with alcohol have you been around it have you tasted it have you drank some like somebody you can be honest with but who's going to be there all the time to help you get get you out of that i got a couple examples of um kind of real world examples to talk about the you know the team aspect or having people around you and so uh, for all my sports fans out there maybe you uh, love basketball NBA fan um, and if not you've definitely heard of the name Michael Jordan the Chicago Bulls back in the 90s um, were a crazy good team and Michael Jordan probably one of the best basketball players to ever live he's argued to be the best and so he won six championships with the Bulls and he was one of the best players. He scored many points, many seasons, averaged over 30 points per game, which is a lot. And he was the go-to. He was the man that could be counted on. And so a lot of people, you know, point to Michael Jordan like, oh, he won six championships with the Bulls back in 96, 97, 98, was a three-peat. He won three in a row. But some people forget basketball is a team of five people. And he did not do it alone. And so Michael Jordan, he was the star player. He was the go-to to to get the points when needed in crunch time at the end of the game to go to if they needed um, a score or they they needed a play to be to be made. He was their guy. And so he was that star player. But then he had his his kind of Robin to his Batman kind of was Scottie Pippen. You know, his his go his second go-to, the team's second option, somebody who was also happened to be an all-star, but just not a big as star as Michael Jordan. But he was able to to score the points when needed. He he was the go-to if Michael Jordan was taking a bre- a breather on the bench. Scottie Pippen was able to score, make the plays, be counted on when it needed. And then there was a third player, Dennis Rodman, who was an absolute animal um, on the defensive end getting rebounds that was his uh that was his thing he averaged there was a season he averaged like 16 rebounds per game which is crazy you know kind of a an average number is like six or seven rebounds per game and he was grabbing 16 rebounds you know that's for those of you who don't know that's a missed shot um or whatever yeah missed shot on offense or defense and Dennis Rodman you know grabs the ball gets it back out to a teammate to try and score again or maybe he goes up to score again but it's that that second chance to score and Dennis Rodman could stop anybody um, on defense. It didn't matter who it was. He was going to give his all to get the loose ball that's going out of bounds or stop the the star player on the other team. Um, and then they also had two key role players on the team who were just there to, you know, the big man to be there in the post, put the hands up on defense. And they had um, a guard who was there to be able to handle the ball. But they – all five were there, but the the three were all needed to win win the games. You had Michael Jordan, you had Scottie Pippen, you had Dennis Rodman. Neither of them are going to win a championship by themselves. They each needed each other in order to win. Another example for my nature lovers 
maybe hunters, whoever you are, but herds of deer and wild horses will take turns watching for danger, giving nearby members time to graze or rest. If an individual senses danger, they will call the group who can react quickly. Having lots of individuals looking for danger gives a better chance of survival than a single animal who would be vulnerable or resting or foraging for food. And so we see this picture of a big group of deer. They're going to survive because they have many people looking out for the whole group. They're, they're going to be alerted of danger. In that same way, we need to have people in our life who, who are looking for danger, you know, spiritual danger. They, they can tell us when something's off or maybe they, they see something, um, a sin pattern in our life, and they, they can call that out, but they can be there to alert you when, when you have that problem. And so deer, if a, a deer was by itself out in a field grazing, chances are he might not survive if there's danger around because he's busy eating and has nobody to look out for him. And so in that same way, if you have nobody around you and you're alone, um, chances are if danger comes your way, if sin, temptation comes your way, if the devil comes your way, you might not survive the temptation. You might give in to that sin. You might give in to that that old sin pattern, uh, whatever it is. You won't get out of that because you don't have your herd looking out for you. Another example, this was very fascinating to me, killer whales. Uh, they get that name from killing whales, if you didn't know. But they're also called orcas, and they travel in pods, which are just groups, another word for groups. They hunt um, in pods, and like I said, they travel in pods. And so whenever they're hunting, um, specifically a seal, you know, their pod, they're going after the seal. Sometimes the seal will escape and get onto a block of floating ice. And, you know, the seal thinks, oh, I got away. But little does the seal know, he did not get away. And so what the killer whales do now is that they work together to use their tails to create big waves in order to get the seal off, tip the ice over, whatever it is, but get the seal off the ice back into the water. And now they have dinner. And so they, they're always hunting with their pods. And so if a killer whale is by itself, it would not be able to get the seal off the ice because its tail alone would not be able to create big enough waves. And so the pod together can create those big waves in order to get the seal off. In that same way, we need our own pod in order to attack the sin in our life, attack the devil, go after him instead of just waiting and being the prey. But if we can be that killer whale pod and we can get together and we're, we're praying for each other or we're reading the Bible together, Whatever it is, if you have those few people with you, it makes it 10 times better in order to, you know, get rid of that sin in your life or grow in our faith. We need those people in order to keep going. In James 5:16, it says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. It says it right there in Scripture, we need people in order to confess our sins. We not only confess our sins to God, but we need other believers in our life to confess our sin to. People we can trust, people that are going to pray for us. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, we, we pray on our own to God. God, don't get me wrong, God hears our prayers. God will answer our prayers. Sometimes the answer is no, but He is there. He's listening. But when you add other people other righteous people in the faith praying for you as well. It says it right here. It has great power. And so we need those people in our life to be praying for us consistently and, and being there whenever sin is in our life, that person is there or that group of people is there that we can confess that sin to 
and they can point us to repentance. They can point us to Jesus. Get around other Bible-believing people. We are here to help build each other's faith and point each other back to Christ. Being alone will only lead you down paths of struggle, paths of sin, the sin patterns in our life. Being alone will only lead you down those paths again. If you think you can get through these tough times alone, you're kidding yourself. A key to growing in your faith is to surround yourself with others in the faith. Just like Michael Jordan couldn't win six championships by himself, he needed Scottie Pippen, he needed Dennis Rodman. Scottie Pippen needed Michael Jordan, needed Dennis Rodman, and same, Dennis Rodman needed Scottie Pippen and needed Michael Jordan. They all needed each other in order to win those six championships. None of those three guys would have been able to win those six championships on their own. They needed each other and each other's skill set. The same way the herd of deer, they're going to survive because they have their herd looking out for the group. The killer whales, they're going to get dinner because they work together to create that wave to get the seal off the ice. They're not going to get dinner if it's just one killer whale trying to bring it back to the whole pod. We need to have those people with different spiritual skill sets in our life in order to push us further to Jesus. A key to growing in your faith is to surround yourself with others in the faith. Thanks, guys. I hope this episode was encouraging. That's all I have for you. Peace out.